0: Welcome to the 96th episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Joining me is a, quite the sack of shit. Connor
1: McDuff, fuck man, you've totally thrown me. What oh, the fuck is going on? I threw,
0: a, I threw a spanner in the mix, a different intro, what up?
1: I'm not, no, I'm not much. Just getting fucked by my partner here because you, you're throwing different intros at me, I don't know where to go with it. My <laughs> name's Connor McDuff, how you doing? We're mixing up today apparently. <laughs> here we are.
0: Here we are, here we are, here we are. We are out of our Ghostbusters retrospective and into another sci-fi fucking extravaganza. We're not doing a retrospective on it because there's just too many damn movies. Fuck that, We're talking Star Trek Beyond.
1: Woo! Yeah. The third installment in the brand new Star Trek series starring your favorite actors such as none of them. But there's three of them so (laughs) far. The first two were directed by J.J. Abrams who decided to move on to bigger and better things, aka Star Wars, uh, the better franchise. Which I uh, still
0: can't believe. Like, it's like, that's like slapping the Star Trek fans in the face, because that's obviously been the massive rivalry through the years. And
1: And, and Abrams, (laughs) even when he was doing Star Trek, was like, hey, by the way, I'm more of a Star Wars fan. So <laughs>
0: well, did he re- Was films. he really like that? Yeah
1: He actually said that He's like I'll make the films <laughs> But like I like Star Wars more
0: but, And it's funny Because when you watch These new reboots They're very much Like they've gone more That Star Wars yeah. style They're more action packed But more effects driven And look I'm not, I'm not really very familiar With Star Trek How about you? Ah
1: uh, fuck no I don't know shit I uh, man, You know what I'm like With Star Wars I'm a bloody Little, little bloody Geeky goofball mate Little but- geeky goofball? Fucking God, I know nothing about Star Trek at all.
0: And I was I was there as well until they brought out these new ones and I, I I really did enjoy that first one and that kind of put me back onto it. But I haven't gone and watched any of the shows. I don't know any of the things. But there is like this huge lore of <laughs> Star Trek Star, like, I, I, this is Star actually Star the 50th anniversary of it coming out this year apparently
1: Star Trek fandom is uh, uh, in my opinion far more intense than it's, our Star Wars fandom it's
0: next level It's next maybe level.
1: maybe that might be because I understand Star Wars fandom because I'm a part of it so I might just be because I kind of get it but Star Wars fandom is a little more grounded like in the sense that I don't know, our universe has been fucked pretty bad over and over, so most of us are just kind of sad, just hanging out, enjoying what we get now, whereas Star Trek fans are pretty fucking into it, like they have, they speak a language, what, what's the language is they- Is it Krypton? Sp- no, no. No, like
0: Krypton's fucking Superman.
1: Um, what is it? Um, not Vulcan, um, the, the bad guys. Does to it kill. start with a
0: K? I feel like it starts with a K. Yeah,
1: I feel like it does too. I can't remember the name of them, but oh, they're like God. huge. And there's like God. a whole language you can learn and shit.
0: Because it, they're the bad guys that they are, are scared about going to war with in the second, like yeah. the into darkness. They're like
1: the main bad guys in Star Trek, except they haven't really been used at all in any of the films. <laughs> you
0: could tell we're fucking fans. We, can't even, we don't we're even fucking know Cling on, Klingon, 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 Klingon. Klingon, cling on, that's it, yeah. Klingon.
1: Fucking hell, no, that took to I'm really Fuckin proud of myself for getting that.
0: But that's but that is it. Like there's the, the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek to me at least is like your your everyman will like Star Wars. Because yeah. it's just uh a big franchise Fuckin blockbuster wrong. film that they did really well with. <laughs> and yeah. like Star Star Wars is sci- what it's science fiction fantasy, whereas it's like science fiction without the science, you don't really, it doesn't really it's, matter it's as much.
1: It's science. It's sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then you get Star Trek, which to me is straight up science fiction. because science it's fiction. It's all very scientific. It's all very, everything has fucking formulas and shit. I don't know, but it's, it's, it felt yeah, the, to me as a kid, it was boring as shit. <laughs> is yeah. What I'm trying to say here. I I actually wouldn't mind going and have a look at some of the shows now Old after school. I've just rewatched the trilogy, the, the new trilogy. So this is actually still like kind of a follow on, from the ten other films. This is the thirteenth film.
1: Well, it's technically not a reboot because it's the like the softest of th- reboots, yeah. The timelines all sync up and shit, and they do a good job of it, which I respect. Well so. Leonard
0: Leonard Nimoy was in the first two, wasn't he? So as Spock. Yeah. So they, those characters exist in this universe, which is and quite he cool. passed
1: away, unfortunately, and now It did, yeah. Um but I mean like they they did well, like they've done really well kind of syncing it all up, and I can really respect that. Um for what they did. And that, look, the, our, my opinion and, and Fish's opinion pretty much contrasts on the first two films. I really fucking like the second one, like a lot. But I didn't really like the first one, whereas Fish... Oh, well, you saw them recently, didn't you?
0: Yes, I did. I went back and rewatched them. And I still, I still prefer the first. I think that's just like a really well-made film and a film. great introduction into this new... Mm. New World in the Star mm. Trek universe. The second one wasn't as bad as I remember it, but I still don't think it's that good. I don't know where you're getting your fucking fandom from. I it. just
1: fucking love it. Because it's hey, it's I...
0: usually everything you hate.
1: <laughs> really? You
0: reckon? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like it... it's so fucking like cliché blockbuster um which usually I like. So,
1: yeah, maybe I was in a good mood. I I've only ever seen it once in the cinema like 4 years ago. Yeah. So, I might um, need to go back and rewatch it. I didn't, like, all the,
0: all the parts of it I thought should have worked. Like, you know, you got Benedict Cumberbatch in there, yeah. and he's always a fucking good time. But I, I even, I, like, I felt he overacted it, and I felt like like I was threatened by him, but I don't really like him as a, a villain in that regard. Yeah. I, I didn't think this villain was, like, this con! I wasn't like, oh, man, where is fucking Eric Bunner looking like a fucking dark elf in the first one? worked more for me for some reason yeah. because he the had and I think it was more me. because he had kind of like an army behind him and like we get a little bit of that in this film as well mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm more like spinning with the the villains of one and three just because There's- I feel like they're, they're more of a presence just one man like eventually he could have gone and made like a fucking army and stuff yeah. I know but and I know a different sort point. of villain
1: um, but, yeah. where it's more of like that that old school overlord like ruler of a of a world you know plain almost plain evil which is cool like you don't see it a lot like the villain in the third one and the first one are very like i'm gonna fuck you up son and they've got an army behind them and they're like don't give a fuck I'm gonna fuck you up with all these people um
0: <laughs> well speaking of the third one should we uh, tell the people out there what happened
1: let's fucking kick on right star trek three it's the third trek in the stars kirk's pretty <laughs> over it He doesn't really enjoy himself anymore. He kind of wants to stop being captain. Wants to give it to Spock. Spock finds out that his future self is fucking dead. So he starts getting all existential and shit (laughs) for some fucking reason, even though he's involved. Whatever. And he's fucking existential and shit. Him and the, 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 the girl broke up because... Um, uh, He's weird. He wants to uh,
0: repopulate the world with Vulcans. Yeah, he wants to go some, fuck some Vulcan bitches.
1: He's a fucking racist, basically. So this fucking racist <laughs> son of a bitch breaks up with his black girlfriend because she's not a fucking white Vulcan like he is. Racist piece of shit motherfucker Spock God damn it! Bitch, piece fucking of shit Spock bitch pissing everyone off. Anyway, all these characters get sent to do a mission. And then, surprise surprise, very similar to the first two, the Enterprise is totally destroyed immediately. It's a trap! And they're stranded on a big old fuck-off world where this big old fuck-off alien dude and his big old fuck-off buddies are uh, trying to kill all the fucking humans. And Captain Kirk says, hey, what up? Why are you doing this? And the guy says, because we need conflict in the universe. Kirk's like, hey, uh, that's pretty fucking stupid, can you not? And the alien says, oh, no, I'm going to keep doing it, bro. <laughs> then Kirk's like, oh, fuck you, though. Finishes the job, fixes it, saves the fucking day. He's still captain. Uh, I guess, I guess um, Spock's girlfriend is okay with him being a white supremacist and goes back with him. And uh, fucking Simon Pegg's there and he's hanging out um, and nothing else dramatic, like too drastic happens. No one, no one crazy dies or anything. So it, it's just like the other two. In that regard. Anyway, that's the end, Finn.
0: Finn. Finn.
1: Oh, right. Uh, The main bad guy turns out to be a human who somehow is an alien later, but that's never explained. Who is,
0: surprise, surprise, Idris Elba, who's the villain in every movie these days.
1: Yeah. Getting mad work, that boy.
0: Which, you know, I don't mind because I like the guy.
1: It's cool, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching Luther a lot lately. Have you ever seen that show? No. It's fucking incredible, man. Netflix. Check it out. Anyway, Star Trek Beyond, listen, the one thing that I noticed uh, that stood out to me the most with this iteration of our Star Trek bodies was that kind of everybody got a bit of a go. Yeah, the way- they tried
1: real hard, yeah. real hard to do that. The
0: way this script has been written, which was written by Simon Pegg, by the way, yeah, which was kind of cool, and I think you can you can really tell the difference because it, it, it sort of feels... Like more of a.
1: Ensemble piece.
0: Ensemble piece and block that blockbuster Star yeah. Wars style that, you know, the mainstream audience wants because even the other two, even though they were still a lot more blockbustery, they still had, you know, their roots in that Star Trek sort of structure, I guess. Yeah. And, um,. I really appreciate this style of film because, like, I'm not a Trekkie and I just want to see some fucking shit explode. So <laughs> I've come in and, and that happens a lot in this film. And everybody gets to blow something up. So all the characters sort of, you know, as they split up when the when the Enterprise bre- uh, you know, blows up and they land on the fucking whatever that planet is, they, you know, they pair up and they kind of have their own things. It was cool seeing, you know, Kirk with... Um, the Russian guy rather than, you know, fucking just Spock again.
1: Spock and Kirk. You know, I, they definitely were trying to do that. And you could tell like they were trying to kind of like um, mess and stir with relationships that haven't been kind of, um, you know, picked at yet, which is awesome. Mm. I mean, I really, I was really glad to see like um, the doctor and Spock together and, you know, uh, Chekhov and and Kirk and Simon Pegg with the, the, the crazy weird, a strangely attractive alien. Yeah. Like I don't know, like that that was really cool and I really appreciate it. and You got Zulu and what's her name? And I can't fucking remember her name. Uh, Ahula or something, right? Ahula? I don't know. Which one? Um Spock's girlfriend.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. Zoe Saladana or whatever her name is.
1: Yeah, fucking uh Thingo from Guardians of Galaxy. Yeah, the anyway, green chick. <laughs> She's there, and, like, it was really cool. But at the same time, I felt like it slowed the pacing down to almost a stopping point in the middle of the film, and I got pretty fucking bored, to be honest. Oh, you think so? Well, really? look, I really like I really liked the start of it, and I love seeing the crew together, and, like, it was really cool. But the moment they crash on the planet, there's, like, a 30 to 40-minute period where they're kind of just walking around a lot. And there's the one moment with Kirk and Chekhov where they're on the ship to get some stuff, or whatever they were doing. Um, and there's like, but the rest of it, it feels like a lot of exposition. And I'm kind of left just waiting for the pieces to align. Because in those films, when everyone separates, the people they meet and the stuff they do, as it progresses, everything comes together and everyone meets up. And like, everything is relative and it all makes sense, you know? But mm-hmm. for me, I'm watching this film and these characters are doing all these things and that they finally meet up. And I didn't really feel like a lot of it had to happen. Like, you know how, like, Ahula is stuck with. Um, Idris Elba basically for the whole film like she's yeah. just kind of she's just kind of saved it's this big fucking thing for some reason he is refusing to kill this one person he's happy murdering fucking everyone around him but for some reason doesn't kill Zoe Zaltana, Z- Sultana Sultana <laughs> <laughs> um and 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 then like you're like okay fuck where's it gonna go where's it gonna what's it gonna do and then Spock's just like hey what up and takes her away and they're back on the ship like it was really kind of nothing and I don't know I I kind of like lost I I kind of lost my interest um, sporadically throughout the film from what they were trying to do with these characters.
0: Well, I really appreciate what they're trying to do with these characters because any time that the crew is just in that fucking command room or whatever it is the what would you call it the fucking cockpit (laughs) of the The enterprise um it's the fucking kirk and spock show the other guys are just fucking there to make it look like they're controlling the enterprise to me i i like being able to see them away from that i like seeing them away from work and you know kind of hitting rock bottom they have to start from the bottom again to, you know, they they don't know where they are. They're kind of on this strange planet and they have to sort of rebuild it to make some sort of attack against Idris Elba. So, like, like, I found that part probably the best of the film to me because I was yeah. just... It was just refreshing, especially after watching the other two films where I'm like, these other guys just don't mean anything. They're kind of there just to progress For Kirk's story. story. Yeah. Uh Whereas I actually believe that they are actual characters Actual
1: people, yeah they do they do give it it does give them a bit of depth which i can respect like mm. don't get me wrong I, I, it's not the it's not the whole concept of what they're wanting to do that i don't like I, I really value that they're trying to give importance to these characters who are now you know eight years or whatever the fuck it is into this franchise well it's but- interesting
0: that you found it slowing down because i thought this movie was really well paced because we've got justin lynn behind the helm now who's the the fast yeah. and furious guy um, and I felt like most of this movie was pretty fast and furious. I,
1: I didn't I didn't really feel it. Hey, like I don't know what it was. Maybe I was bored. Maybe I, I it was just I it didn't. Nothing was happening well, for me. Here's like, here's nothing I'll, real.
0: Here's how I'll, I'll put it into perspective. For the last two, like I was I was watching them, and I found I it took me like two or three goes to finish the film because I was really? actually nodding off.
1: <laughs> True. I've seen the first Star Trek a bunch, and I can pretty much sit through it like without any fuss like I don't know what it is maybe I, I don't know like it just didn't especially
0: the second one I found I really struggled to get through the second one again I fucking um, loved the but length but this one I not not once was I distracted or anything I was in it the whole way um, and it might just be because yeah. I was at the cinema again but it, it definitely had my attention the whole way and, and I I accredit that to Justin Lin I actually prefer his directing style over JJ's for, Abrams for these for f- Star Trek films um, which you know that's saying a lot because i'm a big fan of jj i think he's I, he's the new still the new spielberg to me so um yeah it's hard for me to go against him but in this is this star trek franchise to me needed this injection of justin yeah. lynn and well there's, I appreciate there's two it.
1: things there's two things that i that make me think why the fuck did he direct this film yeah uh now the first one the, the 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 main one I'll, well Half of it I'll talk about later because it'll be a big point. But okay. the first one is the fucking cinematography for the love of fucking God. Stop moving your fucking camera like an idiot. Oh, my shit on me. I was so disorientated. Like, I, I, maybe I was, like, on drugs or something. Like, and like some painkillers or something that were infecting my vision. Because, holy shit, he doesn't stop. And I'm not talking, like, camera movement's awesome. Like, fucking love it. So does Fish. Like, very much so. But fuck... Me, he's trying every fucking Dutch angle he can fucking fit. The camera's twisting out of a fucking toilet bowl (laughs) onto a fucking character's face. Have you seen
0: the other two films? (laughs) Like, they are exactly the same. It gives
1: me the shits as well. Don't get me wrong. It fucking shits me. That's good then. Because
0: I, I felt like he was replicating... Like, JJ's style, you know, the, obviously the, the cinematographer on. But, like, it, I felt like Justin Lim was like, okay, I need to make it look similar to the other two. Cause there, there every were, time there, anyone's walking or doing something, the camera's, like, flying past them and coming back again, doing fucking whip pans from, were, from lights. So there's fucking...
1: You there's know, aspects of it that I, that I don't like where, like, there's aspects of it that I do like. Like, in intense moments, the camera basically does almost a 360 around whoever's talking, which the other two do fuck loads. And it pisses me off on the other two because there's so many lens flares. It actually is disorientating. Yeah, to watch. it was. And <laughs> the- this one, there's just, uh, it felt, it, it felt just so excessive again, where I'm, like, trying to just listen to this dialogue that they keep trying to fucking get me to listen to. And I'm like distracted because I'm like, why the fuck is the camera moving like this? Like, what is this adding? Like, what, what, what benefit are you fucking doing? Which is
0: what it did. I feel like they, you know, and that's why they did it in the original ones to fucking amp this franchise up. That's always been a thing. It's a fucking boring franchise to just us normal plebs and get that fucking camera moving like that. The whole thing has energy. I really like it.
1: I see, that's funny though, because like I really like the first two, but can't fucking stand the cinematography, like especially in this <laughs> I one. I don't like,
0: understand, because it is exactly the same. I, in fact, there's I a lot of shots in it. this that I really, really liked. One that I love, and it's stuck in my head, is when Kirk ejects from the fucking Enterprise, and you see the in, in like the reflection of his pod, Yeah, that was fucking face, fresh. And then the fucking, yeah, the Enterprise just crash into the ground. It's one of the best shots I've ever seen. I thought it was incredible. It was,
1: that was brilliant, but yeah. I'm not... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, <laughs> talking the, about the camera movement second. that makes me want to die. But I mean, like, look, again, this is personal preference. Like you're listening to two people have a chat about it and I, I, I can't fault it technically because it's not like an, it's not like a flaw. It's just a Yeah, well, those are, those are ass. fucking
0: hard shots to get.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are. They are difficult. Um, yeah. But it's, I don't know. It just fucking pissed me off. It was really annoying. Mm. Fuck me. Sorry. I just got <laughs> it. God. Sorry.
0: No, that's um, fair enough. Like I, I just appreciate the energy that it brings, and and again that Justin Lin style, like the cutting's a lot faster. Um, it's just it's just got that injection of some Red Bull in there that I I appreciate. Because did I'm you like,
1: like, did you like the the sort of action sequences that he tried, like the motorbike? Did you enjoy this motorcycle? Well, that was
0: one thing that I was really confused about in the um the trailers. I was like, why is there a fucking dirt bike in yeah. like the far far future (laughs) when we're cruising around in these huge spaceships um but i felt it was justified you know the the nod back to the dad and stuff i liked what he did with the hologram um as he was coming up like you know um causing that diversion as was the purpose of it so i I quite dug it actually i it was and and it really goes back to the roots of the the captain kirk character that we saw in the first reboot where he's driving that car as a kid Listening to Beastie Boys, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I like it. I liked it. What about you? I
1: I don't know. Like I, can't, <laughs> I knew like, you I weren't gonna like it. <laughs> no, I didn't hate it. Like I didn't hate it. Like people were chucking tantrums over it. I didn't hate it, but it it just felt st- it still felt out of place. Like it did feel shoehorned in. Um, for because like it was I don't pretty know, justified
0: like, though. Like it was his dad's bike. His dad was a collector. It was I don't that know. That was his dad's bike. No, well, it was one like his dad had. Oh,
1: yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, why the fuck is there a fucking motorcycle on a fucking spaceship? Like when... I, yeah, true. Like, I, I don't know, like...
0: <laughs> Someone just brought their antique bike collection <laughs> on yeah, their, No, it makes on no fucking trip.
1: sense. Like, I understand that that spaceship was like, you know, like a hundred oh, years yeah. or so before, but like still... But even I'm so, fucking... those
0: those bikes would be like thousands of years old. That's, that's like, a-
1: That's our time. It makes no fucking sense. Like who who would go, (laughs) "Hmm, I'm going to go away into deep space for five years. What's a key item to bring? I know my my retro motorcycle. I just can't
0: part with my P fucking ninety eight or whatever the hell it is. I know
1: from a, from a century ago. I'll bring that up. Like what the fuck? So like so like they built up like why Kirk wrote it and how he knew and the yeah. distraction really well and the scene yeah. was really cool. But then I'm just like, what the fuck is this still here? Like yeah, okay. When you put it into perspective, that?
0: it is still stupid.
1: But but look, I
0: mean, the scene was cool and that's you know like I said, I'm here yeah. to see explosions.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you got them, you got a lot of them There's a lot of explosions, um, yeah and, and like, it was cool to watch a jailbreak Like, I don't know, jailbreak's always exciting And like, mm-hmm. you've got all these people running And you're like, oh, fuck, like, cool um, <laughs> But, yeah, no, I, I don't know I just, I thought that was a little silly um, And, you know, the, obviously the other aspect That would be a little out of place Is the Beastie Boys song Which is... <laughs> which is like a big aspect of the film. But I'll let you start with it because I <laughs> okay. want to hear your opinion.
0: Well, I am a big Beastie Poise fan as, as it is. And yeah. I'm also a big Public Enemy fan. And those are the two songs that um, that chick listens to. What's her name? Jayla? Jay?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Jayla, yeah, she is. The white
0: chick. Um, she um, When she finds the music, I was like, I just know that a lot of people are going to groan at this shit. Yeah. But I'm like, this is awesome because I like that music. And I think it's I think it's fun to bring, you know, I, like I always really like movies that are set in a different time but use contemporary music, like Guardians Night of the time. Galaxy. Yeah,
1: keep it grounded. You know, Knights,
0: yeah. A Knight's Tale, things like that. It just it's something about it that I find really fun. And like music to me is so important, and and I like if I like the music, I'm going to enjoy it. I love "Sabotage" by Beastie Boys, and it's a great nod back to the original. Uh, reboot as well because the kid's listening to the fucking, that song as he's stealing the car or whatever he's doing. The young Captain Kirk. So now we get this now and he and it's just, I just thought it was a cool nod. and When he's like, ooh, good choice, sort of thing. But (laughs) I love that it's music that is what defeats this fucking army though. (laughs) And like like even saying it, uh, to me it sounds fucking stupid but I loved it. I thought it was so cool. And I know you're going to hate it. So, please.
1: I didn't hate it. <laughs> but I did think it was fucking silly as hell. Like, I, <laughs> was, I was laughing like an idiot. There's one bit where I was just like, wait, did they actually put that in the film? Like, were they that fucking... What the fuck? Where... In the song, there's a bit that's like ah, and the music like kicks in, mm-hmm. and it's just a moment in the film
0: <laughs> Fantastic. where it's
1: all the shit, and it's just that moment with this the that's enterprise or well, the enterprise. Uh, it's just like I mean, it's funny you compare it to Guardians because I didn't even think of that, but like that film does it like fucking execute it perfectly. Where well, it's part of the part
0: of his character, a, isn't yeah. it? Like it's always like he's got his his mix, he's his had beats, it forever. Yeah. It's his attachment to his his old family. I they love. really could have put it in a little bit better, um, but there was enough. Just because there was, uh, like, I even found it kind of random in the first one when they were playing sabotage <laughs> with the kid driving the car. But like, because I liked the song, I was like, "This is fucking sick." But
1: to me, I it's just it kind
0: of like we need to we need to inject some fun into Star yeah. Trek, and they tried. So they and you know put a pop song in, and people will okay. dance in the aisles.
1: I just thought it was fucking silly. Like, I didn't hate it. I mean, like, I, it I think
0: a... that's the general consensus, though. I think but, it's not very and that's, well liked.
1: And that's annoying because, like, we were just talking about how, yeah, this is hard science fiction in comparison to Star Wars. But still, this franchise isn't dead, you know? And, like, this franchise isn't bad. Um, and we end up with an action director who can direct well and has been directing cool sequences so far in the film. And then to throw in this, I just think it could, you know, for a lot of fans, like this is probably a big insult. And oh, I'm not,
0: yeah, I I'm not so just too. shitting
1: you. Star Trek, Star Trek has its own music. Star Trek has its own lore, has its own everything. And like to kind of sit there and go, hey, for the climax of the film, let's have our characters not actually do anything, just put on a song and fly through the swarm of everything and, and it'll win so this big bad bad awful fucking thing this hive mind that literally wrecks the best ship in the fleet in, in the federation i'm pretty sure the enterprise is meant to be top of the line yeah um they go all right let's shit on that by throwing in beastie boys and yeah you laugh and you have fun which is entertaining. But again, you're looking at the bigger picture of, of 50 years of something and you fucking just released the, the third film and you fucking do that. Like, it's pretty fucking stupid. I know I sound like an old man, like a, like an offended old man, but like, I'm just trying to put myself you're in the perspective- You're just looking out
0: for the fans, which no, is but fair. Like, legit, I can understand It's fucking that.
1: ridiculous. If I was watching a Star Wars film and they fucking threw that in, I would lose my fucking mind. Like, I would lose my temper. Probably would walk out. I would be that angry. So- from me to from a fan of a diehard fan from One Step franchise to to fans who are watching it, I do understand if you're shitty. I would be too. Not but that I, I, feel like, I feel like I feel like it's different because
0: fun. Star Wars was never set in our universe. Like Star no, Trek not. has had parts where they come to our world and you know earth is is a part of it so it's part of the history of
1: definitely is attached to it yeah you
0: know what i mean so like to me it's 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 two different things like yeah i probably would be pissed if i if i watched a star wars film and this happened because and i'm not even that like i'm not a diehard fan like you are so i it, it wouldn't fit but what they've done with this franchise and the the way they've changed the style of it because it was basically a dead franchise and then J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot came in and said, Get fuck back, it, let's yeah. pop this up. They throw in some Beastie Boys, throw in some fucking explosions, and then all of a sudden, people are interested in it again. And and I think this is just like an exclamation mark on the end of that. Although I agree with you that the fans are probably fucking losing their shit over this, I'm not a fan, and I'm enjoying it. So there's there's my, yeah. my fucking piece.
1: <laughs> no, it's fair, and I respect it. I don't know, I just didn't like it. Like I, I, no, I didn't like, I don't know. I, I, like, I thought it was silly. Like, it was entertaining, but I, it wasn't the sort of feeling I wanted to be having at well, that let's, time. Well, let's let's
0: just say, like, look, if they put on a Justin Bieber song and it was kind of supposed to be yeah. ironic and funny like that, I would have been pissed off because I don't like Justin Bieber, but I love what, these yeah. boys. What? So if, what
1: if it was a song that you didn't like? This that's is that's, like that's different. Yeah.
0: So then I get it. I would I, exactly. would. I would be a little bit more annoyed. But that's my jam, and I'm down. Yeah. for
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, relying on the factor, the, the factor that the audience will like Beastie Boys is a pretty big fucking factor, you know? Like, hey, think about what you're fucking doing. Well, it kind Again, of is, but
0: it's also a nod to the original. So, like, I understand it. Like, I, I yeah. dare say, like, the public enemy reference is a little bit more out of place than the Beastie Boys.
1: I knew like that I knew film, from the
0: minute they they were going to play a song, I knew it was going to be sabotage.
1: Yeah, I, I me too. Yeah. I, I immediately the moment I saw that say hear them say something about radio, I'm like they're going to play sabotage. Mm. Um, I knew that this film was going to do something fucking dumb when <laughs> I saw the first trailer, not because the first trailer was bad, but the first trailer it had was sabotage it? to sabotage, and I went oh, they're going to fuck this up somehow. <laughs> and I just, and as soon as they said that, I was like, oh my God, here it is. Here's the moment I thought about before. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's it's very middle ground. Like I didn't hate it, but I, I could kind of understand why it was be frustrating and it was a bit silly. Mm. Um, did you like the main bad guy? Did you like I Elba?
0: I did. I did. I, um, this is what I'm saying before with, you know, we've got Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan and the other one who is one of my favorite actors getting around at the moment. And I didn't like him in that role. Um, I didn't like that bad guy. It was just the way that that story was told. It didn't work for me. This one, I actually believe that these guys have, have come to fuck shit up and, and they've got the manpower and the technology to fuck shit up. If they can fuck the enterprise up with these bees, like I'm like, shit's getting real, man. And this guy, uh, you know, he's got some cool practical makeup going on looks really fucking vicious he talks really vicious I'm like I'm down I'm down for the funky shit
1: Yeah like I thought they were really intimidating for quite a lot of the film like they do pretty well He was a pretty good villain and, and these guys are pretty daunting um up until fucking Beastie Boys ruins them um and, and honestly like uh, uh, it just kind of lost that integrity behind them I think when they started getting whooped. Like it's so it's, no it's
0: so interesting because, like, I I felt like it was all so justified. Like, I feel yeah. like the they had to rely on an ancient like radio fucking wave to defeat this brand new technology that can't be beaten by anything of that time. Like, I found that really interesting, um, and kind of cool.
1: I don't know. Like, I think for me, like, one of the big themes in this film is unity. Like, unity and how mm-hmm. unity trumps unity trumps it you know, um, solidarity and, and how working together is the way to do things. And that's what they try and show you at the start. But then by the end that kind of copping out in a lot of ways, like Kirk is the only one fighting uh fuckhead, whatever his name is, but gets Krull. saved at the end, obviously. Yeah. Um,
0: Krull? but Krull.
1: like, yeah, crawl. Um, but I mean, like, I think what I would have liked to see is that theme kind of truly show like, Hey, this bad guy showed you that, you know, we're going to fuck you up because you're all on the same spaceship and we're going to destroy you with all these individual little high, like bees, basically. And that was that kind of that. And you're like, cool, that's cool. And then it's like, oh, hey, like, now the reverse should have been, like, you know, maybe more fleets from the Federation fucking rock up, start fucking shit up. Maybe something else happens. Maybe other people come in. I don't know. I just wanted something a little more to it just because these bad guys are pretty fucking cool. Like, they're kind of right. Yeah.
0: No, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. Like, I, I, I like... I like the final kind of scenes, though. I do like the showdown with Idris Elba and, and Chris Pine, um, James Kirk. It's like, I think that little fight where they're in the, whatever that thing is, that where there's a fan and they're going to get sucked into it and he's putting out that bad stuff what was that stuff by the way just like did that just like eat people's flesh I don't
1: know it was very like um, early 2000s um, mystical evil Yeah, wasn't something it? you'd see very, in like Blade mummy. or something yeah it was kind <laughs> um, of pathetic that was kind of lame like I was like oh, I'm only
0: thinking like, about it and I'm like hold on what was that it was like the uh, whole thing between everything I um I, and, and I really really like when the fucking SS Franklin the new one they have does the free willy and stops them <laughs> when it jumps out of the fucking river and, like, smashes all the, you know, Krull's little spaceships.
1: Oh, yeah, that was fucking dope. That was awesome. <laughs> See, that's that where so I think
0: cool. the... the pinnacle of the unity kind of came into us because the team finally got back together on a new ship, and, you know, that's what yeah. they do best. They fly ships. But they never uh, had
1: an issue, I think is the bigger problem. Like, what's that? They never... Well, like, they never... They never have any conflict, do they? Any of these characters, our main characters... They're all kind of mates the whole way through it. Like, even... Oh, well, Spock's
0: being a jerk just generally, though.
1: But Spock's a cunt. Bones, like, Bones
0: doesn't like him.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, that's just, like, sass, you know? Like, they don't have a disagreement. They're yeah. not, like... But this is that's... what
0: you were saying you didn't like about the first one.
1: What? That you, you were
0: saying oh, no, you don't I, like the conflict between fucking no, no, it, Kirk and it, that. You're
1: right. Like, it would be nice. And fuck, you're right. I did say that. Um, <laughs> I think I'm more just contributing to to the theme of this film, which is unity. Like, I think... I think that's what i'm talking about where yeah
0: yeah look that should have been questioned again um but it always is like even in the first two even the second one like Mm -hmm. kirk and spock a button horns for little bits over that and and it was kind of kind of nice not to see the broken record that's going on again but I do hear what you're saying, and I think if that is the whole theme of the film, there needs to be some sort of conflict so then that they-, they can come yeah. back together. Or
1: may- maybe there was just, even if there was just like a lot, the-, the lowest point in this film, maybe if it was even lower, you know, like when, when everything's kind of going wrong, it's not too bad. Like, a lot of these characters are actually still alright, you know, like, mm. oh fuck, he's got the weapon, but all of the crew are saved. Everyone's safe.
0: That's a common theme that's going through after watching them all back again. The the Enterprise is always breaking down and there's always like, you know, fucking Kirk calls Scotty. He's like, Scotty, you need to get us out of here. And Scotty's all like, oh no, there's no way. We can't possibly do it. Except possibly I could do this. It's like, of course, there's a fucking out. There's always an out. And I guess I've just accepted it and I'm just moving on with it. But it's there, there really isn't ever a time where I feel like they're not gonna win.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I, I really wanted to see a lower point. You yeah. know, like the first one does it pretty well when they abandoned Kirk in the, in the fucking snow. Yeah. You know, like yeah. how the fuck's <laughs> he getting out of that? Um, and a, a very they did a very similar one where Kirk, Kirk fucking dies in the second one. Like they kill him. Yeah. They're like, no, right. you're dead. And you know, you're like, okay, he's the main character, he won't die. But I mean, like, it was a good moment, for sure. That's a good low point. Hey, mm. your protagonist is fucking dead, bitch. What's going on now? Yeah, there, there isn't really
0: any of that in this one. You're, in this one, right. it's like it's yeah. like,
1: hey, Spock, your girlfriend's taken by the main bad guy who's just... Pretty much proven that he'll kill anyone. Uh, so go, oh no, just, she's just right. give me a
0: sec. I'll be back with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, she's okay. Oh, hey, Zulu's getting choked. oh that's for three seconds, and then no more attention is really drawn to him. Oh, hey, but wait, you stab, but oh no, you're fixed because you're with a fucking doctor. Like it's just yeah. everything kind of like yeah. figures itself out. Oh no, they're going to they're going to this planet. It's been proven that they're ter- terrible. What do we do? <laughs> Flick on the fucking radio. Like that's where the look. Film gets look, through. I
0: will say, like even though none of the crew were ever really in. danger i did feel like um is it yorktown what's that place called yorktown Yorktown? yeah yorktown is was actually in danger like i did feel that this fleet with their bees could come in and kill this this planet system whatever fucking spaceship space hub whatever it is they i i do feel like i felt like the 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 stakes are raised because the whole fucking world is going to die here. Even though, like, the whole galaxy is in trouble all the time. But yeah, there was something about like just seeing the families and and you know you see um what's his name's um daughter and his I guess like husband or whatever the um John Hik Sulu who's very close to Solo by the way, um, which is yeah. kind of funny. There's one part where Chekhov calls, he's like, Mr. Solo! and it sounds like it solo. Sounds like I was solo, like, you yeah. fucking you guys yeah. just want to be Star Wars. Come on <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the stakes are raised for me. So like I, I I feel the terror of that world, but I don't really feel the terror of the crew. Yeah. If that makes that's sense. That's it. Yeah.
1: And that's what's more important to me anyway, just because like this is the crew art. They're, they're the one we're following.
0: Yeah, yeah. And no, I agree I, don't know. I agree with that.
1: Like and don't get me wrong, like I, I like again, like and it's fucking hard, like it's really fucking hard talking about films that d- d- aren't necessarily shit, but like like every the technical technically this film's pretty fucking sound you know it's pretty mm. it's pretty well performed um you've got already established characters and, and so I'm just sitting here like just pretty much. Giving my opinion on on aspects of a film that aren't necessarily bad to someone else, like you, where you disagree, where you're like, no, can you're wrong, and it's it's fucking difficult, you know. Like, but it, it is about funny though, stuff, because, because like
0: I, I hear, you, I'm just like, I'm on the, yeah. I'm just just on the other edge of that line. Like I'm not loving yeah. this film. I'm not like this is a five out of five, you know. And yeah. And like when I was sitting there, I was finding it really hard to fault other than just like random. Um, little bits and pieces here and there. Like yeah. I was just like, dude, I'm just having a good time watching this movie. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, have, I haven't been in this situation in a long time where I I just feel like you know. Last week we we're talking about Ghostbusters and I just fucking straight up loved it. And I I found it hard to fault things because it hit every nerve that I wanted. And this one's still hitting those hitting the points and hitting my nerves where where it should be. But I'm just not coming out excited like I was with Ghostbusters and. um I guess it's because I just don't care as much about this world.
1: I'm fucking with you, homie. I,
0: look, I, and I like most of the cast. I, I do find all the characters kind of cool. And like I said, we get to see a little bit more of each of the characters, like Bones and even um, fucking, what's the Russian dude's name? Chekhov. Anton. Um, yeah. Which is Anton. Fucking, this is like his last film, yeah? Because he died in a car crash or something. He died. Not too no, long he, died.
1: he died. He got his head crushed or of like, under a car. A car rolled over him. Fuck. Like in the drama. it was fucked up. That's hectic, like, it was really man. That's
0: hectic. Yeah. Um, he was like the flavor of the fucking month a few years ago. He was in everything. Ages. Was ago. he? Yeah, like he was in Terminator Salvation. He was in that Fright Night reboot. He was in this, and I think he was Odd Thomas. He's just like everywhere. And
1: I- it's very, it's very sad. Like it is very sad.
0: It is very sad. I I don't really like what he was doing with. Um, Chekhov though like I don't well, it's not so much him it's probably you know the way that they've been told to told to do the character but I find his the accent is very over the top to me that's
1: it that's entirely intentional well, I've, 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 um, I,
0: yeah that's what I'm yeah. saying I don't like it because <laughs> it's very like
1: holy oh, yeah. he's like straining
0: to say everything it's like just fucking talk you're pissing me off yeah like not to speak ill of the dead I'm with but, you um and the other character that I don't really like the way He's portrayed is um, is bones because everything's like a punchline with that guy. Everything's like a, a Clint Eastwood, like, oh well, I guess so.
1: Yeah, it's all very like one-liners, isn't it? Yeah. Like everything he says. Again, like obviously they they. I think that's probably what they were trying to do in the. Original, I think but... I
0: think it must be references to the characters in the shows yeah. because I like and I would understand that if I'd watched it. Um, and it's weird though because I. I I really like Carl Urban and I really like Anton Yelchin in, in terms of just actors. Yeah. Um, but I just... Just what was happening with these characters grated on me but then I kind of like the character itself but I just don't like the way they talk. It's... Uh, I yeah, don't know. Nah, it's, I'm with you. It's a weird situation. Everything's a weird situation in this fucking film. Should we wrap this up?
1: Let's fucking wrap it up. Look, I didn't enjoy myself. That's the bottom line. Wasn't necessarily a terrible film. Wasn't necessarily a very good film but... It's entertaining for people, like it is a film made just like Fast and Furious, the first one. Like it's entertainment, and they've given it to you, and they're keeping that franchise alive by kind of delivering something that I think other people who aren't big fans of the series, for the most part, majority will enjoy. Um, I'm one of those people, but I didn't enjoy it. I didn't really have fun. I I just found it boring through the through the through the middle of it, you know. And that's where that's where the Mars bar caramel should be in a chocolate in the middle, (laughs) and instead I'm left with like fucking. I don't know, something dry. I don't know, any shit chocolate. I don't eat a lot of chocolate. Anyway, fucking it just wasn't I just didn't have a lot of fun with it. And then when it wanted me to have fun, I was kind of a little annoyed because I, I wanted to take it more seriously. I don't know. <laughs> it's i am I'm I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a reference that I'm not gonna make on this podcast because I'm sure I'll offend someone, but I'm just very picky and fickle, and I didn't enjoy myself 2.5 out of five. Average throughout.
0: Oh, the most average?
1: Average score.
0: Of average scores. Well, I'm on the opposite side. I did have fun with this movie and that's what this movie is to me. It's Justin Lin has come in and and delivered a fucking popcorn flick like the last few fucking Fast and Furious movies. And I dig that shit and I enjoy the action. I like the way it was shot. I like what they did with, you know, splitting up all the characters. I, I just think this injected the right amount of fun ...into this franchise that it was just not quite hitting for me. And, and like I said, I'm not... It's, I, I have enjoyed the last two films, the first one more so. But this I think this one's probably on the level with the first one with me... ...in terms of my enjoyment for it. Um, and at the end of the day... ...I want to walk out entertained, and that's what I got. I can't say like I love, love, love it... ...because I'm not in love with this universe... Maybe if I did go back and watch some of, you know, the older movies and some of the old lore, I would understand a fan's perspective and probably hate it. I don't know. It might even make me like it more because there's a lot of, like, Easter eggs in this film I was just reading up on before, which is kind of cool. But at the end of the day, I had a good time. I walked in. I walked out. I was happy. I give it a 3.5 out of 5.
1: Shit, hey? Shit. That's pretty fucking good, man. Anyway, that's a pretty normal, average, white bread fucking score from the two of us for a pretty normal, average, white bread fucking film that we reviewed for you for episode 96. So, (laughs) we're back to the staples of what we do best, as you can tell. What's next week, Fish?
0: Next week, we're busting back into the world of Jason Bourne.
1: Well, fist my asshole with Vaseline, that sounds like a fun time. you want to hear a fun fact? I've never seen any of the other Bourne
0: films. (laughs) You should. They're really good. Yeah,
1: I probably should. I'm pretty keen to watch them because they're pretty
0: good things. I'm going to try and watch them again before this new one. um, I'm a really big fan of The Bourne Ultimatum, the third one. I think that was my favourite. But the last time when The Bourne Legacy came out, which had fucking nothing to do with anything, I I went and watched the trilogy again and I, I watched it in one night. That's how good this trilogy Shit, is. Hey? I went, I was, I intended on doing like one a night and I'd watch the first one. And I'm like, fuck, I need to watch the next one. And then it got to like, you know, four in the morning and Ultimatum's just finishing. So I'm a big fan of this franchise. I am, I don't know how I feel about them bringing him back though, because it was kind of really wrapped up nicely. Like, I won't spoil anything for the end of Ultimatum for him, but like, he could be still around. He might not be. It's, it's like, obviously he is because we're getting a new movie, but, um, I'm not overly excited for it, but I feel like once I rewatch the other ones, I might reignite that flame.
1: Shit. Reignite it, baby. You get, reignite you get, you get a fucking fire starter out, you light it up. That's what you gotta do to reignite that shit. You get mm-hmm. it going, you're watching Born Bitch. We're fucking four epi- three episodes off. No, four. Four episodes, fuck. Seven, eight. In four weeks, four we, we got episode off. 100. Yeah, four weeks, <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> episode 100. We've been doing this almost for two fucking years now. Which, uh, well, we no, almost two years. Almost, which is yeah.
0: September, I think.
1: We're going to do something crazy special for you. We've got a big plan. We literally have nothing. We don't know. We will do something good, we'll but we don't know what it is yet.
0: Yeah. we are <laughs>
1: we're, fuck. We're we're Running out of Shit. All right. Anyway, it's been a fun fucking week. Follow us on Stitcher, uh, Podbean, and iTunes. Please, for the love of God, tell your friends. Um, Look, anyone working at Triple J, let us know. We'd appreciate that, because we... Money. Bye. Play the music, Fish.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film, Star Trek Beyond, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track... Star Trek main theme is performed by Michael Giacchino, and the track Sabotage is performed by Beastie Boys.